Hey everyone, it's your girl Cranali, and you're listening to Hustle and Heart, a podcast designed to help you stay woke and live your best life. On this podcast, I interview tons of experts in a variety of fields from wellness and beauty to entrepreneurship and human optimization. I do the research and get the insider scoop about all things trending for self-growth. If you find this podcast to be helpful and a good time, please remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you love what you hear, please leave me a rating and a review. Now that we've met, I'd love to stay connected. You can find me on Instagram at K-R-E-N-A-R-E-A-L-I. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to spread the love and the wisdom using the hashtag Krenali. I can't wait to take you on this journey with me. It's going to be lit. Now let's get into this week's episode. Guys, it's back to school time, and whether you're a student, a teacher, or an entrepreneur, if you're anything like me and like to stay organized, and you're still looking for that best planner, let me tell you, I found the one. The self-journal really has it all. It lets you track important appointments and even personal milestones. If you visit bestself.co, you can get your self-journal with an exclusive discount. Use code CREN15 at checkout for 15% off and start living your best life. Okay, now for real, let's get into the episode. So today on the show, I'm interviewing a really talented woman. Her name is Bessa Burberry, and she currently is working as a holistic nutritionist. She recently left her secure nine to five to pursue her dreams, and she has so much to share with us. Bessa, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So where were you working previously why did you leave and what inspired you to leave yeah so first I'll get into a little bit of my background so I initially was interested in um, dietetics so you have to go to university for that you get a bachelor's degree everything seems like it's set in stone Um, you know and about halfway through my program um, I realized this is too much of a generalized approach so nutrition and dietetics well nutrition first of all is very vague it means a lot of things dietetics is very specific it's mostly like a clinical setting and you know in university they teach you follow canada's food guide and it's more working alongside doctors and um which there's a lot of politics around too right exactly exactly and i just don't feel like there's a one size fits all and i was thinking halfway through my program i'm like how can you tell people to just follow canada's food guide there has to be a better way and i was fortunate enough to be working part-time in a health food store And this space I knew nothing about. Like I learned what a naturopath was, a homeopath, um, holistic nutrition, um, supplements. You know, I knew basic things like take your B vitamin, take vitamin C. But I mean, there's a whole world of dietary supplements that people are starting to learn now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, back then it was more taboo. Right. And, you know, working alongside naturopathic doctors and learning about alternative medicine, which, you know, is a natural form of medicine as opposed to Western medicine, I learned, okay, you know, this is what I want to do. But unfortunately, it doesn't pay the bills right away. Right. So, I mean, you have to have faith 
and then you either pursue it or you don't. So for me, I couldn't pursue holistic nutrition right away. And uh, I got a standard nine to five job, salary, benefits. But you know, after a while, you just realize you have to pursue your dream and take a chance. Right, which is really brave. I mean, I commend you because I feel like a lot of people are stuck in their nine to five and they feel like they have to stay because of the security. Exactly. And they feel like there's so much risk in pursuing something they're passionate about. But if you really weigh the pros and cons, you realize that you're dedicating so many hours of your day to something that's not giving you life. Right. And so making that change, I think, is ends up being really worth it. Right. And some people are okay with it. You know, some people don't mind the commute or they want a more structured schedule. They're okay with the nine to five. For me, you know, every hour just seemed like another five hours. And I said, right. I'm not helping people here. I really want to help people. I have all this knowledge. I learned like hands-on experience. I want to help people in the right way and educate. I feel like when it comes to chronic stress too, mm-hmm. it's pushed on by our society, right? And we're not meant to be these people who work structured hours no. and who are forced to sort of deliver in this nine to five time. And I think our bodies are now waking up to that and only recently realizing like that's not how we're supposed to function and work as human beings. And many people who are conscious of this, I think are taking this step and are brave enough to leave their roles, their traditional job roles that they're in. How do you think society sort of keeps us in these roles? And did you struggle when you were deciding if you wanna leave your nine to five? What did your family think about that? Was it intimidating? Were you nervous about how maybe your coworkers would take it or society at large? I think society overall, there's a lot of like female empowerment now. So I wasn't really worried about that. In terms of my family, that's another story. Because, you know, um, I come from Albanian background. And if you're not a pharmacist, a doctor or a lawyer, they don't see you as a failure, but they obviously promote more education. So to tell them that you've left your salary job and you spent, you know, four years in university and now you're pursuing your dream. Right. My immediate family was very supportive, but our society overall they just don't accept it right and there has to be more acceptance especially with entrepreneurship because you know nowadays with expensive living and everything else if you follow your dream and can make a living off of that you know why not be happy and gain financially at the same time right and be financially free at the same time exactly yeah no i definitely agree with that and especially with me first pursuing photography Mm-hmm. It was seen as like a very taboo topic yeah. because they're like, oh, well, you have all this education. They see it as a hobby. Yeah. Like, how like, can you make money off of exactly. your hobby? Exactly. How can you make money off of your hobby? And and although it is a passion, I mean, monetizing it, I think is ingenious. Exactly. Like, why not try and monetize something mm-hmm. that you enjoy so much? But definitely, I think society at large, not even just for our culture, but overall, a lot of um, the Eastern culture, mm-hmm. Eastern Europeans, even Middle Easterns, even South Asians, anyone who comes from, I guess, uh, a family where their parents were immigrants or recently immigrated, they have this understanding that, you know, you go and get educated and then you get a stable job and that's the key to success. Yeah. But in a lot of cases, that is not meant for everyone, right? And you can be successful in a lot of other ways. But definitely being able to pursue, I guess, your goals and your dreams takes a lot of guts because there's a lot of backlash you face. And usually not even that, but there's a lot that makes you feel like you have to owe people an explanation. 
Yeah. Or sort of say like, hey, like wave your hand. I'm still successful. Like I'm doing big things. So I think that comes into play a lot. So you said your immediate family was pretty supportive of it, though. Yes, they were. I mean, the older generation, like my grandparents, they still right. don't understand. If I told them what I did today, they wouldn't be able to give you my job title. Right. Um, especially my previous um experience, I was a product development manager. I mean, mm -hmm. how do you explain that to someone who right. you know doesn't really speak English? Exactly. And like I told you, they only know like specific words, like lawyer doctor yeah pharmacist things like that has to be uh what they know to be a high salary paying job that's very reputable right whereas i see what i'm doing is very reputable and you know i just figure that there's so much here to educate our community mm -hmm. i think for europeans especially i think everyone should know more about holistic nutrition because the diet they eat back home prime example i was in europe for five weeks mm -hmm. i could eat anything i wanted pretty much right. cheese bread desserts but it's a different lifestyle there because you're walking so much you're more social right you don't want to binge you don't want to have you know a whole box of donuts exactly yeah. sometimes you know i'd have half a dessert and i was completely satisfied right you know it goes beyond that too you know like gmos pesticides and i think they all come from back home and they move to canada and they think they can follow the same lifestyle right but you can't and you can't you need to educate people if you are in a specific part of the world even though the lifestyle we had was great and we can enjoy it like you have to kind of adapt when you're in canada for me adapting here is cutting out a lot of um stressors like sugar right pesticides things like that that just um, lead to impaired gut Right. But apart from that, I think what I've seen is because they don't know much about holistic nutrition mm -hmm. or alternatives or Eastern medicine, they completely trust what doctors tell them. Yes. And I think that is very problematic because these very innocent people are putting their trust in. Obviously, doctors may have good intentions, but there's also a lot of politics behind that as well. Yeah. And their intentions. So when they're suggesting a lifestyle change, but also saying, here's like a bottle of something you could use to. Right. It's damaging because the person truly just doesn't know better, right? Because they've yeah. come from a country where they didn't know a lot about this. Mm -hmm. And medical doctors have so much to learn. I mean, I commend them for all those years in the university, all the knowledge they have. And, you know, nutrition is just a small portion of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I try to educate my family on, you know, just trying to look for alternatives, trusting my advice. But it's so hard when you have that European mindset. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. So I'm trying to find a way to integrate them both and that way for those people who do love listening to doctors and trust them more you have you know you're working with medical doctors so they'll be able to believe them and for the other half of the population who believes in alternative medicine and right. staying away from medication you know they can work with the holistic practitioners and the naturopaths but in the end we're coming together for a common solution and that's to treat the root cause of disease that's awesome yeah definitely so I, mean, I have hope i know it'll take time i don't know if it'll happen but i think we'll get there eventually no girl i believe in you i think you're doing really great things and what are your dreams with the whole truth do you yeah. want to expand um eventually do you want to yeah what are your what are your goals and aspirations for this business yeah i want to take it i wouldn't say worldwide but um maybe different continents for sure i think it's a lot more saturated in canada and the u.s to take it to europe especially in mm -hmm. albania i would love to educate right so what's your what's your business called and when did you launch mm -hmm. what are some services you offer so it's been a few months. The name is The Whole Truth. It's a play on words, which represents my personality. You nice. get to know me well. Um, 
the whole as in H-O-L. So short right. for holistic. And I give you the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Love that it. kind of thing. Um, so I just launched a few months ago, just trying to gain traction, started posting on Instagram. It's really about educating about functional ingredients. So ingredients with a purpose, like you mm-hmm. put, you know, what's in kefir or that makes it so healthy. What's in sauerkraut that makes it so healthy. And, right. You know, there's prebiotic foods and things like that. So you take everyday foods that are in grocery stores and, you know, teach people how to use them and why they're good for you. So I promote a more balanced approach to living. I always say there's a good version of everything that's bad. Meaning, if you love your treats, like you love your Krispy Kreme donut, right. I'll try. Love them, unfortunately. Right. who doesn't? I could eat them box. <laughs> I'm just like craving them right now. But, um, you know, you can make your own. They're not going to taste the same. Right. But just to give you that satisfaction of, okay, I made a donut, you know. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Right. Because I've seen you've been posting a lot of uh, recipes online. What are some of your favorites or what's one recipe mm-hmm. that you think is really easy to make and that the audience might enjoy so i can't call myself the mug cake queen because there's tons of them on instagram but i think <laughs> i'm pretty oh, much man. up there okay i think they're super easy you can make lots of healthy versions of that any sounds cake delicious. you like um i don't promote microwave use all the time but if you're in need of a quick fix and you need a healthy cake I make some pretty good moist mug cakes That's using awesome. almond flour, natural sweeteners, eggs. So all things that anyone can have in their pantry. That's awesome. And Bess actually gave me a few samples of chuvia, right? Yes. Am I saying that correct? Yes. And that's a sugar replacement. It is. Or alternative option yeah. to sugar, which is, I mean, my arch nemesis because I'm so addicted. I think everyone And is. I feel like I yeah. need the hit and... It was funny because for a long time I was like, oh, like I don't drink coffee in the morning. I'm good. But I love iced coffee or I love the other Starbucks drinks. And I was like, well, you're addicted to sugar. So it's not really, you shouldn't be that proud of yourself because you're getting that fix elsewhere. Yeah, it is an addiction. I mean, I think a lot of people suffer from it, me personally. So I always try to find ways. How can I make the food I love but make it taste the same? And I find sweeteners like Truvia. It's a blend of erythritol and stevia. And both of those sugars um, don't impact your blood sugar. So that's why it's really popular on keto diets, diabetic diets, sugar-free diets. Um, So I try to use a lot of those kind of sweeteners. So I've completely eliminated white sugar from my diet, unless I have a treat here or there. Wow, that's amazing. But it's like no longer my kitchen whatsoever. And it tastes the same. I mean, there are some forms of stevia which have an aftertaste, but this blend I found is the best. Yeah, I mean, I put some in my iced tea and... It really tasted good. Yeah. I really couldn't tell the difference at all. Exactly. So there's tons of products like that, not just sugars, but I tend to focus more on sugars because people do love their treats. Um, But there's easy swaps just like that to replace in your coffees, teas, baked goods. I know. And for me, the the one thing I struggle with a lot is I'm like, oh, well, one won't hurt me. And like, oh, what's the point of making the switch if I already had like my sugary donut in the morning? Yeah. Like why switch to something healthier in the afternoon? And I get stuck in like that really repetitive mindset. Yeah. What is some advice you have maybe for our listeners who are used to doing the same thing? I think it's just kind of deceiving yourself because if we all say oh it's just once oh just one more time you know it's not going I'm to be starting the diet on Monday yeah we all yeah 
let's just cheat until Sunday yeah. midnight and then right. Monday we wake up a brand new person. <laughs> when you think like that, you'll always fall back into cheating and binge dieting, which, you know, is also an issue for a lot of people. You just have to reach a point in your life where you're like, okay, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. But the more you see it as a diet and not a lifestyle, you are going to fall back on that train. Right. So, you know, I try with my holistic programs and individualized programs. I always look at what do they like? Is it salty? Is it sweet? And then I try to find replacements for them. So Ooh, initially, awesome. you don't have to go cold turkey and start a detox or a specific program right away. Right. But I try to kind of transition you into eating the foods you love with healthy replacements. I like that then, a lot. Yeah. And then from there, we can we can see your progress over the next couple of weeks and then introduce something. That's really more cool. Serious. And you create these customized plans for your clients right yes in our program we learn you know there's a specific diet for eczema inflammation things like that but you always have to tailor it to the individual they might have lifestyle factors dietary factors you know specific diets vegan paleo things like that and you'll have to adjust the the meal plan so i can't say there's one diet for everyone which i love Mm -hmm. And that's the problem in my nutrition program at university. It was just too generalized and I just didn't believe in it. What is your take on things like supplements? Mm -hmm. Because I know this is a very popular discussion. Yeah. And a lot of people are for it. Some people say, well, you know, your body can get this if you're eating like a wholesome diet anyway. Yeah. How necessary is it? When I was working part-time at a health food store, you get people who are super educated. They know what they're taking. They've either read it online, read studies, talked to their doctor or family members. And then you get people who would come in. They're like, I don't believe in this stuff. I just right. don't believe in anything. The but they're more curious. Mm -hmm. They're kind of trying to test your knowledge. Yeah. So yes, the skeptics. The skeptics I love. Like they try and act like they don't want yeah. some. They're like, nah, you can tell me about it. Right. Because I'm like, you came in here for a reason. Right. So I let them pick my brain and I like to ask them questions too. With dietary supplements, I feel that people take it a little too far. Okay, true. There are herbal contraindications. If you're on blood pressure medication mm -hmm. or blood thinners, you can't take every supplement that's out there. Right. Like fish oils, for instance, they thin your blood. So you have to be really careful. You can't just take a fish oil because your coworker has amazing skin and right. she takes her omega-3 every day. So you're going to take your omega-3 every day. And there's, you know, pretty harmless supplements like probiotics, fish oils, right. you know, flaxseed, things like D. that. Exactly. But, you know, like vitamin D, for example, it's fat soluble, stores in your organs. So those you have to be worried about. So there's a lot of people who don't know about these contraindications. Wow, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Tell us more about that. What does that mean? So there's fat-soluble vitamins and water-soluble. Fat-soluble would be vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin E. Okay. And water-soluble is like vitamin C, vitamin B. So the difference is the fat-soluble ones you can store in your body. The water-soluble ones you flush out. Mm. Uh, even though you flush them out, there's still risk with taking too much, but okay. there's less risk. Something like a heavy metal, like iron. You can't take an iron supplement if you're not deficient in iron. It will store in your organs. That's wild. Right. So you can't take any vitamin just because you heard it's good for you. Yeah. And, you know, just 
goes with any kind of supplement. Like you can pretty much bottle anything, blueberry extract, oregano. That's so true. Right? Just stop eating blueberries. Yeah. Because I, I you got it in the powder you form. You can go and find anything in a health food store now. You don't even have to eat vegetables. You, people say, oh, I don't like vegetables. I'm going to put a greens powder in my shake. In, a, in my smoothie, but yeah. That's not what people were doing back home. That's not what our ancestors were doing. Right. I always say stick to the basics. Supplements do help. I've seen it. I recommend them. But I always promote food first. Right. And I feel that with anyone buying a supplement at a health food store or Whole Foods or anything like that, you have to delve deep into what are they eating? What's their lifestyle like? Mm -hmm. Do they have any health issues? And, and at a retail store, they just don't do that. So there's a lot of safety concerns with taking dietary supplements. I always say consult with a holistic practitioner or mm -hmm. naturopath before taking anything. Is there a general three? I know I, I don't like speaking in generals, but is there two or three that are popular? I would say um, collagen, probiotics and a fish oil mm. uh, omega-3s are usually lacking in the diet we just don't eat a lot of even plant-based so like flaxseed if you don't want to have uh, fish oil you can get an omega-3 supplement from flax we our diet is mostly high in omega-6 fatty acids which are mm. still necessary you need a balance but we don't get enough omega-3 and that's anti-inflammatory fatty oils wow true and tell me more about collagen because I know I only a little bit about yeah, it. I was excited to talk about it just because it's... But I know it's super trendy right now. Yes. Everyone's talking about collagen, collagen yeah. on their face, collagen in their stomach, yeah. everywhere. Collagen has become like the band-aid effect. We're like, oh, you're sick, take collagen. Yeah. Oh, you want nice skin, take collagen. Um, also for that, there's a time and a place too. But our collagen decreases every year. We age. They have specific amino acids in collagen that you may not get in other animal proteins. But, you know, does that mean that vegans aren't healthy because they can't have collagen? No, not at all. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people do experience benefits from taking it. And what is it essentially? Collagen comes from animal sources. So it's found in our skin, hair, nails. When they extract it for a supplement, it usually comes from uh, bovine sources, which is beef. Okay. So they'll say on the label, you know, bovine hide, which means it's coming from the cow skin. Mm -hmm. So it's proteins that are extracted. It's not like gelatin, whereas gelatin is not hydrolyzed. And what that means is it's not broken down. So gelatin is just as beneficial. But when you hydrolyze collagen, mm -hmm. the amino acids are more bioavailable. What that means is it's absorbed faster. Oh, nice. So it's probably great for like nails, hair. Exactly. Anything like that. Yes. Okay. So that's why it's become such a beauty ingredient. Right. But also, the amino acids help heal your gut. So when taken on an empty stomach, um, collagen is often used for leaky gut. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So there's multiple uses there. People throw it in their shakes. You can make collagen pancakes. You can make collagen muffins, collagen bars. Yes, I consider that a supplement. Uh, I also see it as just like an, an additional food ingredient in your diet. It's okay. still considered a protein. But for vegans, it wouldn't be suitable because it does come from animal sources. Mm -hmm. But there are things that boost collagen production, like silica, vitamin C. So, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, if you were vegan and you wanted to incorporate that, exactly. you could use vitamin C as the alternative to collagen? Yes. If you have a specific diet, like vegan or anything else that restricts collagen consumption, you know, you could still be part of the trend and boost <laughs> nice. collagen with foods like that have high silica or vitamin C content. And again, you can talk to a holistic practitioner or naturopath to talk about how to get on this trend without feeling left out. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely that person who's going through the department store and anything that has collagen in it. I'm like, let me try this. Right. I feel like it'll it'll help somehow. Yeah. Collagen chews like you see them everywhere. Right. Yeah. There's everything or it's in like a skincare product or yeah. 
anything like that. I do that. believe that you have to ingest collagen for it to be effective. Okay, All nice. these collagen creams and whatever topical is Yeah, what there, do you think about that? Is it... I think it's just a marketing gimmick. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Amino acids come from inside. You have to absorb them. That's what that's what heals. That's how you build. Wow. Yeah. Well, you heard it here, guys. All that skincare you're getting with collagen on the ingredient label, yeah. don't fall for it. Yeah, you are right. what you eat. If you're eating healthy and you're having collagen, that will come out of your skin. Right. No, definitely. I remember once I was actually shopping for like a cleanser or some skincare and I was like, and the woman at the department store, she's like, you know, it starts with what you eat. And I was like, hey lady, like, what are you trying to tell <laughs> yeah, me? But, it's, it. but it was honestly like good advice because she's like, you can use as much of this hydrating cream as you want. But she's like, girl, if you're not drinking a couple liters of water a day, it's you know, true. you're not, you're really not going to flush out all those toxins which will help you clear your skin and that's why i have you know about like a half an hour response when any of my friends or family members ask me what supplement they should take you know i have to get into the whole history right what are you eating how much water are you drinking yeah you know are you exercising it's just more than that and that's the only downfall about supplements is you just have to get into specifics Right. And you mentioned leaky gut. And I know that's something that is showing up for a lot of people too. Yeah. Maybe some of our followers. What is leaky gut and what are maybe some symptoms that arise for people that they might not be associating it with, um, I guess this, I don't want to call it a phenomenon, but mm -hmm. this issue that's really prevalent these days. Yeah. So that's another, I wouldn't call it an illness, but maybe just a condition that is treatable and it's not really recognized in the medical field because it's a little new and it's very hard to diagnose mm. um, because if you have IBS you're just classified as someone who has IBS mm -hmm. whereas your IBS can be a number of different things you know it could be leaky gut it could be candida it could be SIBO right whereas like alternative medicine practitioners recognize this it's just not recognized in Western medicine there are markers that you can test for unfortunately you know you get there's an additional charge it's right. not at a doctor's office and a lot of people even if they want these tests they can't afford them mm -hmm. you know if you do stool test outside of the doctor's office you know it could cost you five six hundred dollars oh wow but, so expensive but it shows you so much more that you would see at a doctor's office right so with leaky gut while you can pinpoint it exactly you can get some tests or speak with a holistic practitioner um any naturopath and they can see by your symptoms if that's an issue and what happens with leaky gut is that the microvilli in your intestines are basically injured oh wow and the food particles that you're eating will leak out which is why it's called leaky gut leak mm -hmm. out of your gut into your bloodstream and that's what causes these allergies or food intolerances so insane. you may not have allergies or maybe you're thinking how can i not eat tomatoes anymore i've been eating tomatoes my whole mm -hmm. life and maybe that's because you've been having a lot of sugar a lot of coffee um, a lot of acidic foods that are damaging the lining of your gut and now all of a sudden you've developed leaky gut so that's why i promote things like collagen bone broth they help heal the gut but you can't have these foods and supplements if you keep impairing your gut you know what's the right. point of spending 60 dollars on a collagen tub if you're yeah. still going to be having a lot of sugar a lot of coffee exactly so you have to do it's mainly in an elimination diet try to mm -hmm. get your gut where it needs to be and then introduce the foods you love slowly right no, that's awesome. I mean, you're such an expert and I love the information you're giving us. Can you walk me through maybe a day of what you try and eat to stay healthy? Mm -hmm. And what are some examples of maybe 
some foods that even our audience can incorporate in their day-to-day that they might uh, apart from what's really trendy right now like everyone's on this avocado high and (laughs) i mean i love avocado toast which like you know i'm sort of i convinced myself and i'm like you know it's basically guacamole on a piece of healthy bread yeah right but um apart from that what are what is your day of eating look like well first of all avocados stress me out because i cook for one and you buy a pack of six yeah you you know a week for them to ripen and then they all go bad at the same time exactly so i've recently discovered frozen avocado chunks oh nice which are you know i haven't thought them out yet so i hope they work out but yeah. blended in smoothies they work perfectly oh nice and that's just a pro it tip probably for makes any... it like perfectly thick too right so and thick, then you're getting so your creamy. fats you get your healthy fats it's so filling i mean i was joking with my sister that it's going to take me the whole day to finish this smoothie. <laughs> that's funny once you're adding your fiber and your other things right what's the ideal smoothie in your opinion because I, I know it's important yeah. to have fats what else should go in there because I feel like there's a misconception where, you know, you watch the smoothies that you see online or on Instagram or social media or TV, and it's basically a bunch of fruit and water, which is not the kind of smoothie you want to be having. No, I mean, all of these like freshly squeezed smoothies, they're super tasty. You know, I love the pina colada one myself, but that's literally like fruit puree with sugar blended with ice. Yeah, like a can of sugar. Right. Right. So I try to incorporate a smoothie in my diet every single day just because they're, they have a satiety effect if you put in the right things which nice. means they fill you up and they're super healthy so you can incorporate i always say a fruit greens fiber and a protein cool and fruit, you can greens, get fiber, creative every single day one day you want to put frozen avocado fresh avocado the next day you can put flaxseed um, hemp hearts so those would be your protein your fiber and your fats What's one of your favorite smoothie recipes? I would say anything with banana will make it super creamy. My favorite would be um, coconut milk, unsweetened, banana, cinnamon, flaxseed, and some spinach. Oh, nice. That sounds delicious. I've never even yeah. thought about that combination, actually. Yeah. So the cinnamon banana, like, amazing combination of the coconut milk. Um, so you get, you know, your plant fats from the flax. You get your greens from the spinach and uh, fiber also from the flaxseed and you can choose whatever fruit you like. And something that I'm torn over is I feel like people vilify the banana. I know. And I'm like, I love, they're so tasty. And it's, I mean, I know it's super sugary. Yeah. And maybe that's what gets me. Mm -hmm. But are they really that bad? If you have a sedentary lifestyle, yes, that sugar may affect you in the wrong way. Or you have insulin resistance. You just don't process sugar as well. Like okay. You have an issue with a whole banana, but you can always try half. Mm-hmm. So if you don't if you don't want to have um, a glycemic fruit like bananas, you can do half a banana or a few pieces of banana and some blueberries. Okay, nice. So I tend to just, the ones that are ripening, I always freeze those so I don't let the bananas go oh, to waste. Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. But, you know, when it comes to digestion a lot of people can't digest them because it causes bloating you just have to choose whatever fruit is right for you and what works the banana for your body. doesn't work for you you know try mangoes or something else nice. like that i love mangoes too actually yeah. That'll work. <laughs> What's a good go-to lunchtime food you like? I think salad and soup is pretty safe. You can make a whole batch of soup, have that for the week, change it up every week. You could do two soups for the week and change that up every week as well. And I try to always have certain ingredients in my fridge. And I just, I want to say, are some of those? remix, make my own remix? mixes every day. 
So I'll always have like spring mix in the fridge. Nice. I have like vegan sources of protein, like hemp hearts, nuts. I'll incorporate that into my salad. I'll try to grate beets, grate carrots, cucumbers. Um, so I make like my own little salad bar pretty much every day. Or if I have a hot food, if I prepare a hot food, I'll try to change the vegetables or, or I'll change the starch so I don't get bored. Right. You know, one week or a few days I'll be quinoa, then I'll switch it to sweet potato. I just I tend to get a little bored right but it's very easy to make things in advance and you know you could freeze foods too so I try to do that as well like chilies and I feel like that's what's so difficult in meal prep for me because I'll make the same food for the whole week yeah and by like the Wednesday I'm like not again no like yeah. I can't do this but I think I mean again again what you said mixing it up and having that alternative ready for you at, yeah. in the fridge or I mean in your lunchbox or in your car even mm-hmm. is really great for someone like who's a commuter yeah. what are some go-to snacks that maybe would help me if I had them in the car yeah or help our listeners uh, I think nuts are always a safe choice fruits you can always have on hand you can make if you do like to bake um, your own protein bars muffins and oh, nice. if you make you know a tin of muffins that's 12 you yeah. can freeze some keep those for the week but I mean healthy muffins yeah not the ones you know not filled with the pumpkin yeah, spice especially cheese, the Costco right? muffins you all know oh, those, those huge ones fill it with ingredients you like and that's you know you can put protein in there fiber however you want nice that's awesome also like a dinner item yeah dinner should always be there should always be a protein okay true not everyone wants that as starch at dinner there's this you know misconception oh i can't have carbs yeah, too late have to have like salad and protein right. only if you are you know training for bikini prep or right. competition like that yes they tend to have their carbs during the day if you're just trying to maintain your weight or you know just not worried about your weight whatsoever of course you can have carbs at night so should be balanced with lots of vegetables a protein source and of course a starch if you can um, if that's acceptable in your diet and healthy fats so if you could drizzle olive oil flax oil those are healthy oils that should be consumed raw there's oils that you can cook with you know you can cook your chicken breast in coconut oil or saute your vegetables in coconut oil because it's really heat stable Mm -hmm. whereas the sensitive oils like olive and flax those should be added raw so Mm -hmm. i always try to use those in my salad dressing oh wow but the heat stable oils like avocado and coconut i try to cook with those nice yeah that's good to know and the trick to staying full i believe if you do get hungry during meals is hot water or tea herbal teas have a satiety effect and they do help you stay fuller longer so for all those people who like ice cold water tons of ice freezing cold water try to like me maybe yeah try to transition to room temperature and then go to hot if you can Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm the type of person who I'll make that tea in the in the evening or in the morning and it's on my desk and it's like thirty minutes in it's like still sitting there because it's yeah. too hot. I know, I know. I mean and I know I've gotten into the habit of trying to have lemon water in the morning. Yeah. And I know that's really healthy for you. So is like apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. a teaspoon of that. Is there any real difference between these? I, or is it enough that it has that acidic value? Yeah, so those are acidic, but internally they have 
have an alkalizing effect and they're actually really healthy for your liver. So whether you choose to have apple cider vinegar or lemon water, both are beneficial. So it's not just the fad, the whole apple cider it's vinegar. Not, it's not. Um, I would say apple cider vinegar is better before meals. Okay. For anyone who has digestion issues or bloating, I always recommend a little bit of apple cider vinegar. If that doesn't work, then I move to enzymes. So that's where I, where I mentioned before, I always try to look for food first and then supplements if needed. Nice. So sometimes apple cider vinegar may not work and then I'll recommend a digestive enzyme blend or a bile enzyme. And with lemon water and apple cider vinegar, they actually get bile flowing. So bile mm. helps to digest okay. fats. Again, anyone who has issues with bloating or fatty acid digestion, this is gonna help them for the rest of the day. That's so in the awesome. morning, it kind of gets your juices going, um, helps you break down your breakfast, and then if you could have it another time during the day, you know, why not stimulate more digestion? And talking about sort of fads and what's trending, what are some maybe misconceptions we have about um, a topic that's trending right now with holistic nutrition or something that's that's really popular that we see everyone on Instagram sort of promoting mm. or or following yeah well we all know about keto right i think i'm gonna say keto and vegan because i have opinions on both nice okay let's there's hear clean it. keto and there's clean vegan right and then there's i don't want to say maybe dirty else. vegan or dirty <laughs> right keto. you can do keto and have all the cheese products in the world right that are low in carbs cottage yeah. cheese cream cheese balls things like that yeah if your gut is, you know, at its 100% functioning state, which I haven't met anyone to this, <laughs> right. in Canada at least who does yeah. have, you know, who doesn't have gut issues, maybe you can handle all that dairy. But for a lot of people, you can't. So maybe you're losing weight, but, you know, you have all these other side effects. And there's a way to do clean keto, you know, with nuts and nut flours and, you know, healthy fats, good sources of protein. But then if you're you know keen on making these keto cheesecakes and all these other that like, sounds delicious yeah but... they are and they <laughs> are and you can make healthy cheesecakes but i mean if you're just looking for sugar-free treats and living off these processed chocolate bars that are sugar-free right. You know, I know a lot of people who look for products that, oh, are they keto or are they sugar-free? Yeah. You can do keto in your own kitchen without processed foods. Right, um, which is how it should be done. Right, and I encourage these treats. If, I mean, keto is really hard. If you need a chocolate bar and you find the sugar-free alternative, why yeah. not? But to live off, you know, um, just baked goods because they're keto and, mm -hmm. you know, I just don't find that it's a sustainable right. life. for sure. Um, not for long-term anyway. So same with vegan. I mean, you could eat Oreos and potatoes chips right there's actually no dairy in Oreos. sounds amazing yeah that's my Sign kind of diet. yeah <laughs> um so i meet lots of vegans who you know they're like oh i cut out meat and dairy and all these things and i look at yeah. what they're but eating all and they're fries. having like vegan cookies and you know potato chips fries things yeah. like that so that's why those people see it as more of the diet mm. and the people who practice clean keto and like being clean vegan that's a lifestyle a lifestyle because right. that's sustainable Right. That's what's going to fuel your workouts. It's going to fuel your day. When you're living off, you know, sugar-free treats and potato chips, things like that, sure, you're part of a trend, but are you really doing it for yourself and to be healthy or just because everybody else is doing it? Right. And I think that's something that's really difficult for people to dedicate themselves to a healthy lifestyle because they don't really have a distinct understanding of the whole mind-body connection. Exactly. Right? And how much it affects them. Yeah. How did you become more conscious of this? And how it was affecting you and, and how your eating lifestyle mm -hmm. was affecting you in your everyday life? I think you're just, you just become self-aware. You have to see what the connection is. So for me, it was my nine to five commuting, 
and what that resulted in. Well, mm. I would grab something on the way home because I didn't want to cook. Even right. if I had something prepared in my kitchen. Which I is not, what a lot of people do. Right. I was so stressed out from either the previous day or that day something happened at work and I just didn't want to eat healthy. Right. And that just, you know, it's just a roller coaster. A vicious cycle. It's a cycle of just going back to the same thing. You just, you get used to it and then you get into these habits. Oh, I'll start clean on Monday. Yeah. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. So if it's if something is affecting your quality of life, you need to recognize it right away. What's the connection? Mm-hmm. For me, it was commuting and eating. Right. It was hand in hand. I had a longer commute. I had a really long day at work, and then I didn't want to eat healthy. As soon as I cut that out, I had more time at home, would make my own meals, and I wanted to eat them. I enjoyed them. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. What are some tips for people to become more self-aware? Was it maybe mindfulness for you? Was it meditation? Was it actually doing some research on healthier options? What helped you open your eyes? Yeah, I mean, you go through ups and downs. I can't say I noticed it right away because you just kind of get trapped in this cycle. You're like, oh, this is normal. Everybody else is doing it. Right? Everybody else is, I mean, grabbing that Tim Hortons or that Starbucks or that. Exactly. And sometimes it takes, you know, a hard wake-up call. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it didn't get to a very serious point, but I, I don't know. I just I think I was just driving one day in traffic yeah. and I said, I can't do this anymore. Right. And I felt like I was losing my mind. Mm-hmm. And I said, there has to be a better way. And right. I know other people feel the same way too. For sure. I'm sure everyone feels like that. Right. So um, I think everyone eventually gets there. And I started meditating. I downloaded nice. an app. It really helped me at night, especially. Because What's your favorite one right now? Calm. Calm. Night. I love calm as well. Yes, I love it. I love it because it's guided. Exactly. And so user-friendly. Right. So user-friendly. Um, the voices, I mean, yeah. I wish I had that kind so of voice. So calming, too. right? Yeah. It's like serenity. Yeah. And you have, you know, you can make your own room like a yoga studio or this like right. paradise you dream of. My cousins call my, my office my zen den. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's a space that I intentionally made that way yeah. because I wanted it to be a place where I, where I had the time to do that stuff. Exactly. Also for me, I started looking up more like mind, body, soul connection. Nice. It was always about food for years. I was just focusing on diet, healthy lifestyle, exercise, fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you get into essential oils. You get into meditating, yoga, you know, exercises that don't necessarily promote just muscle building, just more to relax you. So Mm -hmm. uh, I would start practicing yoga in the mornings on weekends. I didn't really have time during the week. So just baby steps. You know, I said, let's do yoga once once a week. Essential oils, I can add those to my diffuser in my room, in my office. Right. You know, even a salt lamp. I tell people, just get a little salt lamp by your right, desk. and have just, it keep it on right just right. like little stuff like that um it's because it's not just about the food like i promote a healthy lifestyle oh for sure that's yeah, so overall. awesome Bessa, thank you so much for being on the show thanks for i'm having sure me. everyone learned so much i know i did so that people can stay in touch do you have a website what's your instagram handle tell us more so that we could follow you yeah so my website is currently under construction but it's www.thewholetruth.com and whole is h-o-l Nice. My Instagram handle is the whole truth again H O L. Love it. So hopefully everyone can learn a lot and follow my recipes for sure. So you guys heard that? Make sure you go follow Bess on Instagram at the whole truth H O L for <laughs> holistic. Yes. And we really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I learned a lot. I hope you did too. Make sure you leave a comment, rate the podcast, leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Till then, stay woke, guys. Mm-hmm.